0: Welcome to another episode of the Millennial Momentum Podcast. This is your host, Tommy Tahoe Lamo, and I'm on the path. You know, everyone says the millennials, we're lazy, we're entitled, we only care about avocado toast, all this stuff. Uh, that might be true for some, but it, that's not me. You know, I'm ambitious, I'm getting after it. I want to make more money and be healthier and be happier and have better relationships. And, you know, I want a lot of things and I'm ambitious and. You know, uh, I want to do it one percent better every day. That's the motto, and I know a lot of people out there think the same way. And this, if that rings true to you, this podcast is for you. Uh, And so, I'm hoping to pass along my journey, bring in some great people along the way, and help you uh, get one percent better uh, every single day. And I want to start with a quick quote for today's episode, today's interview. Uh, Dean Ornish once said, the need for connection and community is primal. As fundamental as the need for air, water, and food. And that's really good opener for the conversation that I had with Radha Agrawal uh, for this week's episode. And she is really just a very interesting, amazing woman. And has a very interesting trajectory and path uh, to success. So, you know, she started off as many people have, uh, going to school. She she went to Cornell. She played soccer. She went into investment banking, working hundred hours a week. And you know, at age thirty, she kind of made a shift of, of taking the path less traveled. And that's where her story really starts to get interesting. But a little bit more about her, you know, she is the co-founder and CEO of Daybreaker, which is the early morning dance and wellness movement. Uh, They hold events in 25 cities and over a dozen college campuses around the world. Uh, Their community is almost a half a million people. Um, She's a successful entrepreneur. She's the co-founder of Thinks and Live It Up. She's an author now, uh, globe uh, traveling speaker, DJ, investor, uh, inventor. And she just released the, her book called Belong, just released this week. I read it. I really liked it. And it's all about, you know, how do I find, quote unquote, my people? How do I create a large and meaningful community in the world? And I think it's a really difficult thing that we come up against where after college, you know, in college you're spurred by this community, right? The people you live with, the if you're on a sport team or a club or whatever that is. And once you get into the quote unquote real world, it's often difficult to find, you know, who are the people that I'm like-minded with, that you know, I gel with. And especially for those of us that may have moved, you know, I moved across the country from Boston to San Francisco. I only knew one person. You know, people move much farther, maybe across the globe, they change jobs, they end a relationship, start a new relationship. There's always this constant flux. And you know, Radha's superpower is really in community building and helping you find your tribe your community and it, it really is a primal nature of ours to be in touch with other people and and to have that sense of belonging and have that sense of touch and you know give someone a hug and have share a meal together and it really opened up my eyes for how important that is and I want to continue to bring that community through millennial momentum so hopefully some ideas are coming from that uh, where we can all you know engage more with each other and you know before we get into the The interview, and on that same token of engagement and community, I really am grateful for anyone that's listening to this, that's reading the blog. We've got some great things in the work. There's a site uh, redesign happening right now. There's some great guests in the pocket. There's some cool activities I'm trying to build out. So really appreciate you guys and the support. If you'd like the support, if you find any value, wherever you're listening to this, subscribe and leave a quick review. It takes two minutes. And it helps me reach more people with this message. And you know, if I haven't mentioned it a thousand times, I'll, I'll do it here. Uh, I do this in my spare time, right? I'm in full-time sales jobs, so I do this uh, from 4 to 7 a.m. I do this from 7 to 10 p.m. I do it on the weekends. So, uh, And I don't make a dime. There's no sponsors. This is all for value for you guys. So if you can do that, leave a review, share it, subscribe. That means the world to me. Uh, and again, check out the full show notes at TomAlamo.com. Right now, you can see and get links to Radha's book. You can check out our Instagram, and I can't encourage you enough to do that. So without further ado, let's get into this interview with Radha Agarwal. Cool. <clears throat> All right, Rada. Radha. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me in, uh, <laughs> in the office. It's a great, it's a it's a cool vibe that you have here. Thank you. A nice community that you built.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Um, and we were just chatting about, you know, obviously one of the reasons why we're doing this is, is the upcoming book. I just finished that um, two days ago and I'm really excited to dive into the community aspect and you know, why you, you know, how you build communities, why that's such a passion for you. The book is called belong. And, and I want to get into that in a little bit, but a lot of your story starts when you're 30 and you kind of had this pivotal moment. And I actually want to take it back a little bit earlier than that to start off and maybe peel the onion back to maybe, I, th- I believe you went to Stanford. Is that right? Cornell, 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 yeah. Ivy league or yeah, <laughs> similar, you know, smart people's schools. Uh, and um, so maybe take me back to when you were on the verge of graduating or when you graduated? Because I know that that was actually a pretty pivotal moment in your life as well and um, that career trajectory has definitely shaped where you are today.
1: Yeah, I mean I started out um, as an investment banker out of college, so sort, of, yeah. sort of did the very traditional kind of college path, you know, went to Cornell, played soccer, um, did a bunch of extracurricular activities, joined a sorority, you know, the yeah. whole thing and then, and then became an investment banker after college. So I think it was just kind of following the track that kind of society tells you to follow. Right. Um, and then a month into moving to New York City, 9-11 happened. Yeah. Um, which totally, you know, changed my life. So I, I went from sleepwalking, really, to waking up and, and being... Mm. being um, Awakened to this idea that the mystery of life is that you never know when it's going to end, mm-hmm. right? And I think that you know when you're young, there's such a we have such this sort of invincible attitude that we can do anything, go anywhere, but our life on this planet is so fleeting. Yeah, you know? we we're just a blip in the whole right uh, cosmos, and so um, I mean, really, you know, sort of woke my eye, woke me up to this notion that at any moment. A meteor can hit our little pale blue dot and we're all dead you right know? so that was a sort of aha moment for me that kind of um put me on this trajectory in my twenties of just sort of discovering what it is I want to do in my life, mm-hmm. not realizing that actually the root of happiness is community and making friends and belonging. Mm-hmm. But in that moment I was like, well, what do I want to do career wise? Cause investment banking isn't, isn't it. Right. Um, it's soul sucking and lifeless and, yeah, yeah. and just, um, <laughs> awful. Uh, but, but I did learn a lot of, of, beautiful key things from, from that experience. So I'm not, there's a silver lining in that I learned about, you know, work ethic, working 100-hour work weeks no yeah. longer yeah. is daunting to me. Um, learning how to look at Excel spreadsheets and reading numbers and yeah. and understanding the financial industry, I think. Um, especially as millennials, sometimes we turn a blind eye to it. Mm-hmm. I think we're like, the universe will provide, you know. And uh, I think really be- gaining an understanding of, of how to value a company or how to build um, a, you know, a financially abundant life right? Right. is actually very critical to learn early on. Um, so, so I'm very grateful for that time in my life. But, um,
0: and, and not to interrupt you, but you mentioned how 9-11, I mean, it shook everyone in the world, if not only the U.S., for quite a bit of time. And I was pretty young when it happened, but, and you were just in the job market. And you mentioned time is fleeting right? We we could go at any moment. And I think when you realize that, you can kind of go one of two ways. You can go down the route of, well, you know, I might die tomorrow. So, you know, what's the point of trying really hard? And what's the point of trying to do something really extravagant when like I might just get hit by a bus tomorrow? Or there's the other side that's like, well, I might die tomorrow. I need to make the most out of today. Um, and clearly you're on the latter end of that, is that something that's instinctual or did someone teach you that? How to like why is that the way that you've gone?
1: Right. I mean I think, you know, it's one of those things where which would you I mean, which feels more fun? Right? Is it wallowing in self pity or like in the kind of the oh who gives a shit kind of thing? Or is it um is it more fun to be like, whoa, like let's take a giant bite out of this life and let's suck the marrow out of it. You know, I think that there's um I think it's. I think it's way more playful, way more fun, way more exciting and adventurous, um, and so it's not so much about it being a mindset. I mean, of course, it is a mindset, but I think those who take on the the mindset of "who cares," um, they'll never get far in life, whether they live, you know, sort of yeah. one more day or live for another fifty years. Yeah. So it's it's a it's yeah. I think it's like um, you don't have to be sort of. Uh, someone that's the loudest in the room to, mm-hmm. to call yourself someone who's alive. You can be the quiet, alive person. Yeah. The who quietly wears glitter on your face, yeah. you know, at Daybreaker. But um, I just think that, that um, yeah, the, the, I mean, it's it's that's the mindset piece that um, whether you live one day or, or many days, you have to um, ask yourself what's, what's more fun. Yeah.
0: You know? And it, I mean, you've clearly chosen a certain path. And the people that do... They just stick out in a room, or they stick out in a very crowded area. You can, you know, the people that enjoy what they're doing, and um, you know, they can make the best out of you know a bad. They can make the best out of traffic or <laughs> an airplane delay or whatever it is. And I, right. I've never flown with you, but I assume if we went to JFK and had a four-hour delay, like you would find something good about that.
1: <laughs> you know, my friend and I were just, literally right before he came in here. Um, we were talking about you know if we got stuck in the middle seat, which I, I you know I don't love. But it's like being, you know, just being like, I I chose the middle seat because <laughs> I wanted the energy of the person to my left and to my right <laughs> to be infused into my body. Yeah. And um, anyway, so we, we came up with like five different reasons why actually seating middle seat coaches would be hilarious and fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think all of it is just, you know, we create meaning, you mm-hmm. know, in life with everything in life was we, we assign meaning to it. Right. So what what meaning will we assign to life? You right. know, will we, you know, and what will we choose to assign? Will we choose money, power, and fame as the piece that gives us meaning? Or will we choose relationships and community and friendships that fill you up and give you that exhale mm. of, ah, oh, I'm home. Right. You know, like what else is, what else matters than, than that?
0: Right. That's true. But I really wanted to ask you about this because you're, you do so many things and you, you have this emphasis on community, and we're gonna to get to the book in a second, but you also are a really great entrepreneur, right? You, you own several companies um, that are innovative and kind of shattering the mold of the way society views a rave or views women's underwear or you know whatever else is, is in your brain that hasn't yet hit the market. <laughs> um, so you're very productive. And so I'm really curious for me personally, as someone that I love the idea of you know, building relationships, having a great conversation over a long meal or whatever it may be versus shit, I have to, if I don't send out these hundred emails, like no one's going to listen to this podcast or no one's going to come on. Like how do you um, balance the two?
1: Yep. So for the longest time, I thought that, the only way to succeed is by putting my head down and working. Yeah, and to flake on my friends to say I'm so disciplined. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working on. I'm, I'm working my ass off, and um, nobody's working as hard as I am. Right. Um. But ultimately, if you don't give yourself that balance mm-hmm. of putting your computer down and saying no, I will stay committed to this. This dinner that I had with a friend. Mm-hmm. Um. A you're gonna burn out. B, you're gonna be bitter. C, you're gonna be successful and alone. Mm-hmm. What's the point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. D, um, you're you're assigning meaning to all the wrong things, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, I work my ass off. I I'm here. You know. I and I I, I say I play my ass off, right? Like I really yeah. don't consider what I do work, and that's step one is asking yourself what doesn't feel like work to you. Mm-hmm. What is what comes naturally to you? Yeah. Um and. And of course, like taking out the trash, you know, might not come naturally to some people, but it comes naturally to others. And so being a garbage man is just as valuable as as being a CEO of a company. Right. So I think, again, um, assigning meaning is so critical. Um, But um, where was I going with this? So I think it's like productivity comes with inspiration. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm very productive because I'm very inspired. Yeah. And I how I get inspiration is through my community and mm. through my friendships and through conversations. Yeah. And uh, when I stopped putting my head down and just being 100-hour work week girl like I was at investment banking mm-hmm. and did that for my first couple of businesses and was miserable and was just like not successful because I was just beating my head against the wall. Yeah. And I began to say, wait a minute, I'm happiest when I throw events. Mm-hmm. I'm happiest when I gather my community to my house and have dinner parties and poetry readings and yeah. dance parties in my living room, whatever. And all of a sudden, they not only sort of was I doing that unconscious, I get consciously that to, to sort of fill my soul up, yeah. but ultimately they became my allies too. They, they're they the ones who supported me at the first Daybreaker. 180 right. friends came to the very first Daybreaker on the first snowfall in New York City on December 10th, 2013. And they paid, right? They paid to be <laughs> there. Um, they paid to be there. It was the first snowfall, so they had every excuse to say, oh my God, the weather's shitty, I'm staying in bed rolling over and hitting snooze. right. But they showed up. They mm. showed up for me. And when I when I launched my underwear company, thanks to my sister and my friend Antonia, and we launched our underwear company um, on Kickstarter, right? Yeah, yeah. I reached out to all my friends and my community, and I said, hey, we have this wild, crazy idea to create period underwear.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, what do you guys think? We'd love your support. And even all the boys in my community who don't even have girlfriends, <laughs> they just bought underwear just to support us, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and... I'll never forget it so Mm. like that's the kind of stuff that you don't realize that when you actually intentionally focus on your community Mm -hmm. not obviously for gains like what can you do for me but genuinely that you you basically radiate the version of yourself the Mm -hmm. version the best version of yourself the sort of what shines your values not what society or the magazines or what blogs tell you you should shine because that's never sort of gonna always align with who you are yeah um you know all of a sudden you have this community who shows up for you who fills you up who inspires you gives me wings all of my ideas all of our ideas are a collection of conversations and kind of a deepening and understanding of oh wow that sucks for you too oh wow that sucks. For you, that sucks for me too holy crap i wonder if there's a product thing that we can mm. s- sort of support our community in in mm. You know, so I think it's like unless you're asking questions and unless you're really listening, yeah. Like so many millennials, so many of us, we're so focused on our own social media, and and being the face of our lives yeah, that yeah. we forget to listen.
0: Um, so Have you read the book Give and Take by Adam Grant?
1: No, I haven't, but I've heard of it. It's, yeah,
0: it's it, it just describes. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it describes like there's givers and there's takers, and then there's matchers, which are yep. someone in the middle, and. The whole thought is pretty much exactly what you're saying, that if you give without the expectation of receiving, it's not that you're nice to someone and then the next day they give you $20, but if you give because that's what's in your heart for long enough to enough people, when you actually have that ask to make, Absolutely. hey, I just launched this company. Hey, I'm throwing this you know, this event in the morning. Right. Hey, you know, whatever it is, I need help. It, yeah, I'm launching a book. And I've had, like, yeah then it's like oh wow my you know my cousin you know works at the new york times he can get you an article exactly. about your book and like it's just those types of things but if you haven't done anything for them, it's like, why would I help you?
1: Exactly. A and B, if you haven't done anything full stop, right. no one's going to help you either, right? right? So the cornerstone of belonging and finding a tribe and the cornerstone of success in life is participation, mm-hmm. right? If you just wait for the world to come to you, obviously nothing will ever happen, but right. the key to finding that your tribe and the key to making friends is getting your hands dirty and giving, giving, giving. Mm. And... and participation feels good too. Like, right. Humans are happiest in service of others. Yeah. So many studies have shown that. And when, when, because we're living in a social media society now where I call it the lame in my book, I call it like the look at me economy. Right. Right. Lame, which yeah, is hilarious yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. that it spells that. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, we live in this time where, where where, we're, we're literally rewarding lame actions, Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) you know? And it's like, why are we doing that? Because we've totally siloed ourselves. We've totally isolated ourselves, but in sort of disguise, Mm -hmm. right? While we say it's social media. And so we're totally confused, you know, we're completely, humans, For millennials, sure. all of us, like old people, young people, we're all confused as to how do we make friends, how do we find our people, yeah. how do we belong, and as a result, we have the presidents that we do, yeah. we have gun violence, right. we have kids shooting each other in record numbers, right. we have the, the opioid epidemic in this country, right. an, opi- Suicide, an obesity we... epidemic, yeah. obesity is actually largely due to lack of community. Right, How so? and because because your you. because your community will support you in being healthy. Mm. Your community will actually be there for you and say, "Hey, you probably ate too much ice cream today. Let's yeah. go to the gym together." Mm. Or your community will say, "Hey, um, I'm eating healthy. Won't you eat healthy too?" You know, if you're overweight and you hang out with someone who's overweight, the likelihood of that, likelihood of you being overweight is also is greater. Right. And if you're hanging out with someone who's healthy, right. the likelihood of you being healthy is greater as well so your community actually has everything to do with your health not to mention that Harvard came out with a study recently that shares that having poor social connections is as harmful to your physical health Mm -hmm. as being an alcoholic and twice as harmful as obesity so having poor social connections is Mm -hmm. actually bad for your health
0: Mm. and that it's you know there's certain I love to read and I take down probably a book a week Um, and there's some, there's some that I love, there's some I like, and there's some that are okay. There's some that just like, they hit me right between the eyes when I read it. And this was one of them because I know, and, but, but I'm, I'm serious because the tribe aspect, you know, I was talking a little bit about what the audience was before we started. And for me, as someone that's 25, that looks like they're 16 (laughs) and that is, you know, someone that's, you know, pretty driven and, um, you know, someone that doesn't do a lot of like partying and things that um you know a lot of 25 year olds I think do um you know I found it tougher to find people my own age that I click with so some, I tend to hang out with people that are older than me. Right. And so this is it, it was um a good um I'm trying to to figure out what to say but it's, it was kind of a good way to think about like man I need to invest more time and effort and energy into the tribe and, yes. and then going back to like head down working like I I love to work, right? And it's something that I'm proud of when when I do well, or um, whether it's sales or whether it's the podcast, whatever I'm focused on at the moment. Um, but there is something uniquely special about like you see someone and you just like give them a big hug, or like you have a a great conversation over a meal, or you get a workout with a friend, and then you know the right. the the blood's pumping, or whatever it may be, and it's just like after those moments, like man. Like that feels good. Like, exactly. why don't I do that every day?
1: Right, right. And
0: so, like, do you schedule time Absolutely. every day? Do you have like, all right, I have twenty four hours, like. I'm spending three hours with my community. I'm spending nine hours working or what?
1: I mean, I think again, you know, at the very beginning, yeah. it, it, there's this intentionality around it. So, you know, when I turned 30 years old, I looked at myself in the mirror and I realized right. I didn't belong. And that was like sort of this aha moment for me. And that was the moment where I became very intentional about my community. So at the very beginning, you know, I'm 39 now. Yeah. But, um, you look younger thank you. Um, My fiance is 27 for everybody on the, uh, on who's listening. Um, age, age, your heart knows no number. Um, but, um, but, uh, at the very beginning of your journey, you know, from 30 to maybe 32, 33, Mm -hmm. I really focused on community. Um, I really made it sort of, I'm going to these events, I'm going to these festivals, I'm going to these entrepreneurship summits. I'm going, I'm throwing, you know, these number Mm -hmm. of of parties in my house each month, or I'm going to have, I'm going to go to these dinner. I was very sort of intentional about it Mm -hmm. today, you know, because I have such a wonderful, thriving community. Of course, every 10 years it changes. So I'm I'm becoming a mother. I'm five months pregnant now. And thank you. And, um, so, you know, that's going to change too. Right. But so, so every inflection point in our lives, we, you know, we go through this moment of, oh shit, where are my people at? You know, where where do I belong? (laughs) So in those moments of inflection is when you actually want to be very deliberate and very conscious and very focused about saying today or this week, I'm going to, I'm going to have three social engagements I've been planning Mm -hmm. three days this week. I'm going to work, put my head down and work on my Mm. projects, but I'm going to make three social commitments this week and keep them Mm. and not flake and not say that's what we do. You know, whatever, um, be fluid, be easy, um, let's really be integrous. If we say we're going to do something, let's do it. Yep. Um, and and let's be focused for a while because you just I'm just having a baby. I just graduated college. Or I just moved to a new city. I just started a new job. Or right. I just started a new podcast or whatever it may be. Yeah. Right. You you want to be intentional in the moments when you're like, okay, I'm starting over in right. some ways. Um, and then it gets easier. And then it gets harder again. And then it gets yeah. easier. It's it harder again. So it's. We go and and I and I think one of the things is that we tell ourselves stories, like right. So everyone listening right now is in their twenties, so they're prime of their lives. Making friends is it easy, maybe, and if it's not, read my book and make it easy for you. <laughs> um, but but one of the things um, that we keep telling ourselves, the older that we get, is, boy, it's harder every time I every new decade or every mm-hmm. new kid or every new move. Like I just I find it harder and harder. Yeah. Because the effort is in your mind, something that is harder to do because we haven't exercised it. Mm. But it's like lifting weights or like riding a bicycle, right? right? Like if you make it sort of something that becomes like riding a bicycle, if you make making friends a priority, then no matter where you go in life, You'll be participating, you'll be getting your hands dirty, you'll be asking the right questions, you'll be you know, sort of asking yourself what do you value today, what yeah. are you interested in today, what are you good at today? You'll be asking yourself all these questions, right? Yeah. Am I choosing to be hanging out with the mean girls of my mind or the soul sisters of my mind, right? right? So as, as, the more you exercise this particular muscle, this particular skill set, this particular toolbox, right, the easier it actually gets over your life. Like for me now at 39, I make friends Easier than I ever have before. You right. know why? Because I'm radiating the authentic version of who I am. Well,
0: because and also and everyone feels that. Around. You probably do it. It's not that you flip a switch on and say, "Hey, I'm hosting a dinner party, so now I'm going to be um, I'm going to be myself and try to make friends." Like I I'm would assume also. Yes. when you go get coffee in the morning or you go to the grocery store wherever you go, like. You take the. you know, I just had Yogi, I don't, do you know who Yogi Roth is? Mm -mm. Oh, he's, he's awesome. Um, He is a documentary producer and he does um, some, some great things of, of writing and and film with sports and the humanity within sports. And he was talking about like, just take the headphones out. Like there's beauty all around. Right. And the, the idea that you're thinking or don't have yet might just come from that cashier at CVS. Or it might come on a music that plays when a car is driving by, uh, when you're walking home from work or whatever it is. So I would assume that you're the same way in the sense that, like, if you go out and about, like, you just have a good energy about you. And you say, you know, one of my favorite quotes of the entire book is on the last or one of the last pages, that energy is the invisible universal language of all life. And that was just like, that's it. boom, yeah, that's mic it. drop.
1: That's it. And I think people walk in spaces not realizing. You know, I had an interview last week with this woman, and she had all the right credentials. She mm-hmm. was right—the right biz dev person that we want, you know. Whatever, and but she just i, I just sensed negative energy from her. Mm. And while her resume spoke very, very highly of of sort of the type of person that we would want in this organization, yeah, culturally and as a culture fit, I wouldn't want that negative energy in my in my office every day. Mm, yeah. And and I think that we're if we're not conscious or or, self, or gently self-aware is what I call in my yeah, book, yeah. right? Like gentle self-awareness is so critical and if we're not gently self-aware of how we're showing up, are we talking shit a little bit or are we showing up negatively or are we putting things down on are we putting ourselves down unconsciously? You know, what are how are we sort of showing up in these conversations mm. and um unless we can become self-aware we will never find friends that will truly light our fire right because we'll always be projecting a version of ourselves that isn't really us right right we'll be people will be saying i'm i'm a yogi person or i'm i'm a badass entrepreneur or i you know i'm like really into food or what whatever it is yeah, but yeah. like just because the world is saying you should be a certain way It's not authentically who you are until you really go in, get gooey with yourself and get gently self-aware of how you're showing up and what you value, you'll always attract the wrong friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, how, and I know you, you walk through it in the book and in the initial stages, but maybe I'd love to hear some suggestions for someone that says, I guess I kind of know who I am. I know I like coffee and I like playing soccer, but like, I don't know, like, who I really am, so I don't know who to look for, what tribe to look for. Like, what type of, like, you call it going in, I think. Yeah, totally. Like, how would you recommend doing it? So,
1: that? step one is really okay. So, I write about this in my book at length, but just sort of a quick kind of anecdote. But there's draw three circles, three concentric circles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, circle one says values.
0: Yep.
1: Circle two says interests. And circle three says abilities. So, yep. I call it your via. Right, your yeah. via chart. Yeah. And we do this type of via for our professional lives. We do this, right. you know, when I was an investment banker, um, they they basically, like I wrote I this as well, but it's like a proctology exam. Like they really get in there and they're like, <laughs> they just like are peering in, you know, yeah, and they're yeah. trying to kind of find all the loopholes. Right. Um, we do this for our love lives. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're on Bumble, we're on Tinder, we're on all these things and we're like yeah. trying to find, we're swiping, we're trying to find the right person of our dreams. Yeah, yeah. Um, but rarely, if ever, do we write down what we're looking for, what we value in friendships? Yeah. When, when was the last time you've ever done that?
0: Have you ever? Personally, I, I don't. Maybe in my head, I have not done
1: it on paper. Well, that that intentionality is, right. what, is what begins that process. Right. If you're just thinking it, you're not writing it down, or not documenting, or not figuring out sort of how to really connect to what you're right. saying. It just is a is a sort of fleeting idea, right? Right. But really sitting down and and, and doing this via chart first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's two. So I'll, I'll lead you through two exercises. Exercise one is, what do you value? Like so, this via chart is what do you value? Yeah. So write down all your personal core values. So I yep. value, um, podcast learning. I yep. value travel. I value. I value um, community, family. Yep. I value education and learn the knowledge, whatever. So you, all things that you value. I yep. value financial abundant money. You know, yeah, I yeah. value. Okay, so, so think about all those things that you value. You can Google values um, as well. Yeah. And and all these ner- ner- words will come up. Don't get distracted by what other, other people are valuing. Just really ask yourself what you value. Yep. And then second circle is what am I interested in? So for me, I love, I'm interested in music festivals. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in entrepreneurship summits and learning from other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in yoga and wellness. I love going to the gym and working out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm interested in travel and adventure. I'm interested yep. in... Dancing my ass off as often as I possibly can. Yeah. So, like, really writing down what you're interested in and, and, and getting sort of real with yourself, you yeah. know? Um, and what am I good at? My A, my abilities. What am I actually good at? Mm-hmm. And think about it in two lenses. One is, what am I good at in general? Yeah. And what am I good at? In, what, how am I, like, what am I good at in bringing to a community? so right uh, so what am I good at in general I'm good at math I'm good at taking out the track I'm good at get, bringing people together right. I'm good at um, throwing parties I'm good at coming up with new ideas I'm mm-hmm. good at starting up businesses I'm good at you know I'm good at um, inspiring others start their own business right. whatever right so I'm good at lots of I'm good at public speaking mm-hmm. you know um, and then when you and then and then what am I good at in bringing to a community have right. you ever thought and ask yourself that question I have not Right. So what, let me ask you that. Question. So what are you what what are you good at? Like what do you what do you great at bringing to a community?
0: Um, I think I bring. Oh man, put me on the spot. I think I bring good energy. I right. think I bring optimism. I awesome. think I bring. Um, hmm.
1: Man. I see that. This yeah. Definitely. Good, good
0: questions. Um, I think I bring. I like coming up with new ideas and like thinking outside the box, thinking big, thinking like, you know, yeah, kind of new creative ideas. Um, Yeah, we'll stick with that for now. Okay, gotta write down some more. I think right. Yeah. So it's
1: like, are you good at getting people excited about going on trying new things? Right. Or kind of gets excited to. Um, to say, hey guys, like I'm gonna gather everyone. I'm gonna be the guy that everyone goes to to be like, hey, what are we doing tonight? Right. Like, for the longest time, my sister and I were always the ones that are friends with tech, Like, what are we doing tonight? You right, know. Right, and right. we have to come up with because we always came up with the f- ridiculous ideas or what yeah. to do. You know, it's so, like we brought so much to our community that way because we gave them so much. You right. Know? And you
0: were doing that. You've been doing that forever. It's forever. not like you just decided to come up with a a rave before work. Like and you're like, hey, that'd be a good idea. It's right. like, no, I've already been. Bringing people together right. in social situations since I was eight years old with my sister. Right. Like, now we're just going to do it in a more structured way. Exactly. And, and help more people. Well, together. so for
1: those who don't know who a daybreaker is, like, yeah, we're yeah, an early yeah. morning Please. dance community. Yeah. Um, people wake up at 6 a.m. at sunrise and dance before going to work on a weekday morning. Crazy. Uh, we're in 23 cities all around the world and 15 American cities, um, cities across all over um, all over the rest of the world as well. So, um, if you want to find your city and wake up and dance with us, obviously come and do that. But we—the whole idea is—it's a three-hour morning from six a.m. to nine a.m. The first hour is yoga. The yeah. second two hours is a dance party, and um, and you just get out of your head yeah. and into your body. You mm. dress up in costume. We leave the alcohol at home and the drugs at home. Yeah. We serve green juice, coffee, and tea. We replace the mean asshole bouncers with a hugging committee. Yeah, We have performative immersive elements. So, so the whole idea is creating spaces for people to come and fully self-express and let go. Yeah, um, And I've been doing that, you know, I mean, all my life. It's my birthday parties as a kid. Yeah, But now I guess it's like adult birthday parties that we do for people all over the world. Um, but the so, idea, again, is just that, you know, we get in our own way mm, all the time, right, when yeah. it comes to letting go we, we say we're not dancers I can't dance right you know we say we're not entrepreneurial I don't know how to come up with new ideas right we say that we you know we um whatever whatever it is we just tell ourselves these stories but that's yeah. just like all bullshit right yeah. so um so yeah so the idea of, of, of daybreaker of my book of, of all my project we're gonna have another project called live it up right now it's a life school text it to your phone Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a A life um,
0: school that is what to your phone?
1: Texted to your phone. Oh, texted
0: to your phone. Okay. Yeah. So
1: imagine like you wake up every morning, you get a text message for 21 days from John Mackey, the founder and CEO of whole foods yeah, who will teach you about unlocking your entrepreneurial mindset or then after 20, so it's 21 days with each expert, with each guide. Okay. And for 21 days in the morning you get this like wonderful, um, Inspirational and very practical advice. Yeah. So what I'm doing right now in this podcast, right? Right. Imagine for for the entire year,
0: yeah. you
1: receive this type of advice from some of the most brilliant guides and experts in the world mm. in their particular topic. Interesting. So we we, we interviewed and, and pulled 8,000 millennials and asked them what they're struggling with. Yeah. And we came up with 12 major topics, everything from love, sex, and relationships, yeah. financial abundance, time management, community building, yeah. self-love, yeah. mindfulness, you know, um, unlocking your creative potential, unlocking your entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. All these things all, that we yeah. struggle with. And, and then we went and found Dr. Mark Hyman, the number one functional medicine doctor in the world, written yep. ten New York Times bestselling books on on food, and um, he's leading nutrition. Our, our nutrition essentials uh, module. Or John Mackey, CEO of Whole Foods, yep. is, is doing entrepreneurial mindset, and I'm doing um, how to build your dream community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have we have some of the best people on this platform, inspiring you every day, and it's called Live It Up, and I'm super passionate about giving young people the tools that they never learn in the classrooms and this book is one piece of it Daybreaker is another piece of it and then Live It Up is a third is a third piece of it yeah um, cool yeah but, but the whole idea is that I think we limit ourselves and we're also very confused as to mm-hmm. how we um, how we really how we really make friends how we really exist in this world there's too many too many options yeah you know
0: well I think you the way that from what I've read and from my read it in in book and, and just about you, the way that you've been able to um, build a lot of these companies too is like, it's not just you have an idea and then you put it out there and then like you put it on Twitter and you hope that everyone um, like comes and, and buys your product or goes to the event, like you're texting people direct. I think I, I listened somewhere where you were, you and your sister were Facebook messaging Going yeah. back to the days of things, like yeah. I think the the early days where you would you were just like Facebook messaging like thousands of people that yeah. you knew and just like, hey, like I helped you out this one time, like buy five pairs of underwear <laughs> and it's like you go out and it's not just like you expect the world to do you favors, like you're well, going I out. I and never you're, you're...
1: said, I never said like I did, I helped you out this one time. Okay. Five, I, 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 I actually never did that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it was, it was, I would just write literally like, Hey, are you there? Right. <laughs> so then they'd be like, yeah, I am. What's up? Yeah. And i like, Oh, actually. So you kind of, you know, I kind of got, I kind of, you know, sort of, uh, that, I mean, I, I I, laughingly said that I I did that, but it's like, the
0: point is that like, you're not that you are, you're going out and not that you're being, the point wasn't that you're being too aggressive. The point is that like, you're going out and you're, you are building whatever you're going out there to do. Right. It's like, and you go back to the via circles where it's like, all right, I know my values. I know my interests. Um, I know my Abilities. abilities that I have and what I bring to a community. Um, all right, I wrote all those down. Great. Like half the people or 90% of the people might just write those down.
1: And never do anything about it. But
0: the point is take those and do something. So, then, so right? then the
1: other half of going in, so my book is divided in two sections. It's going, you have to go in to go out. Yep. So, um, okay. so, cool. so most people get trapped inside of themselves with therapy, with yeah. development courses, with all this self-work that we do, Mm -hmm. right? And they just stay inside of themselves too scared to come out. They get almost too cozy Mm -hmm. with themselves they build these barriers around themselves. And I'm seeing that time and time and time again with so many people who are deep diving too far into personal development without taking the time to generously go out, right? Like, To live a fulfilled and happy life, we have to be generous with our energy with others. Right. Right. So I think so often we try to protect, you know, protect your energy, like, you know, create boundaries. That's what everyone talks about in all the blogs. But we also be very generous Mm -hmm. with our energy too. We have to give our energy as well. Yeah. Um, We have to give it with light and love. And I, you know, what you said, what you bring to your community is is positivity and and optimism. And I totally feel that in your energy. They're very, (laughs) wonderful vibrance about you and I want you in my office like I, <laughs> I like I would like having you around. Yeah. You know, and um and there's something to be there's th- that's 90% of it, you know. Right. That's it. Right. Um but but then you know so so the first half of my book is about going in but the other half is about going out. Mm-hmm. Right? So once you've actually gotten cozy with yourself, gotten to know what you value, what you're good at, I have you do these three cues. I said like, you know, a dozen different it's a exercises. It's a cool it is
0: a cool book. I was I was talking to my girlfriend on the phone last night I was like, "Man, you I got to give you this book because or she has to buy it when it comes out." <laughs> because um the prompts in the first half of the book, it's like I opened it and the quote from, you know, we mentioned John Mackey a few times. He has um, you know, a quote on the cover and everything, but he he writes in his, in his in yeah, his I could tell which is you know probably due to everything that we're talking about. Um, but in the foreword he wrote something about you don't just you can skim through this book, but you shouldn't. You should really take your time and digest it. And like I like to kind of like not speed read, but but go through books fairly quickly. But and I took my time and said all right, especially for these like let's write mm-hmm. these down, um, let's dive into them because. She didn't just give you a challenge because she likes giving homework because she's like a teacher. She wants to do it for a specific reason because it'll help. So that's why, that's one of the other reasons why I thought the book was That means a lot cool. to hear
1: that. And I think that's, that's exactly why I wrote the book. You know, I just think that you know, I get asked probably twice a week to sit down for coffee yeah. or for podcast, whatever it is to yeah. ask to sort of, you know, I get asked all the time, how did you build Daybreaker or how did you build your own personal community or how did you, how do you do the community thing? And mm-hmm. A thirty-minute conversation is never enough, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. And and so I just was like, oh, like there's just so much more to say in this in this <laughs> coffee, but I can't have a million coffees, right? Constantly. So let me just put all up. of it down <laughs> in a book. Yeah, you know. So let me just like literally divulge all of our secrets at Daybreaker. Let me sort of open source everything we've ever done, so that anybody who wants to create their own community can do it. And mm-hmm. it's both for your personal life or for whatever organization that you want to scale. Yeah. But the but the second half of the book is going out. And so that's a big piece of it. And I, I call it like the four stages of a community, right? Yeah. I don't know if you remember that part of the book. Yeah, like yeah. It's a bullseye. So mm-hmm. you have the exploratory stage where you're, once you've actually decided, okay, this is what I care about. This is what I'm interested in. Let me go and explore. It's a light touch. I don't have to like exhaust myself and participate in every single community out there. Right. But I can pinpoint and say, great, there are these 10 communities in my in my city that could be pretty dope that totally yeah. aligned with my values like there's this like super cool entrepreneurial community that I want to check out and there's this, like really cool you know sort of workout group that I want to check out there's a really cool art yep. group that I want to check out there's a festival community that right. makes art projects so, so you, you know so so you identify them and then you courageously show up you have right. to courageously show up yep. that's it like that's it put takes the phone courage away. put your be phone there. away and just courageously show up yep. and generously give your energy it's Courageously showing up and generously giving your energy—like mm-hmm. those are the two biggest things that I could, I, I could, I could say about my life: why I'm successful, why I'm happy, why I'm joyful, why I, all of my life turned around when I realized about the generosity piece and the courageous piece. Yeah, you know, courage piece. Um, so the exploration happens, and once you've explored these several communities, then you're like, hmm, these two are specifically up my alley. Let me go one rung into the four stages of community, into the participatory sort of uh, circle, which is one rung in right the bullseye, and now you're in the participatory rung and stage, and now you're getting your now you're putting on your work gloves. Now you're emailing the organizer and you're saying, hey. How can I get involved? How can mm. I volunteer? How can I do this podcast? Like right. what you're doing now is you're participating, yep. right? It's like you doing this podcast as being someone a tech entrepreneur or whatever, a tech sales guy, yep. you know, sort of daytime job. But like you do this to, to do this because you're passionate about it. Right, you're participating in the podcast world and. Yeah that's awesome, yeah. you know? Yeah. You're getting your hands dirty, you're taking the time, you know, you could be going shopping or whatever right now, <laughs> you know, but instead you're in my office talking to me, right. you know, so I, I'm, I'm like kudos to you yeah. for that. Um, and then from participatory, from participation, like, let's say you and I are like, oh my God, this guy's awesome. Like he's totally friend material. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you, you, then it's like, all right, let's like go for a hangout sometime, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you become part of my outer core community. Yeah. And then from the outer core community, then you find your five, seven, yeah, ten 10, BFFs, which I call your inner core community. Yeah. And your inner core community is where you feel that deep exhale of, Okay. Like these I'm are my home. people. These are my Yay. people. I yeah, can yeah. laugh. I can be angry. I can cry. We totally get each other. We're on right. the same path. We're on the same journey. Um and, and of course like the inner core and outer core communities are impermeable membranes. Like I could have this five inner core today and then, you know, I might be freelance and being back and forth from LA, and New York. So yeah. my LA tribe for the next five months, because I'm going to be there for the next five months, is going to be my inner core community. So you might kind of like switch it up and in and out, whatever, but you have this like community of 50 to 100 people. Once you've really gone in, gotten Mm -hmm. intentional about who you want to be, what you want, you know, what you're interested in exploring, participating in them, then all of a sudden you have this like wonderful, larger community and then the biggest other piece of advice is not to silo them. Yeah. Not to have your friends that you work out with or right, the friends that you the, they don't never the mix. two
0: shall meet. Yeah. It's like oh, I Like
1: don't. generously connect everyone. Yeah. Generously have a dinner party at your house and say, Hey, I just wanted all y'all to meet and connect with each other and like get to know you guys are all important in my life. I thought you guys would maybe get along with each other too. Right. So let me start connecting the dots here. Right. And then now they become friends. It's up to you not to be jealous of their friendship. It's up to you to be like excited and supportive of their friendship. Right. Because it's the rising tide lifts all boats and it's up to your friends. To then honor you mm-hmm. for for making them friends too, and saying, "Hey, thank you so much for connecting us. That meant yeah. a lot." Instead of hide it behind their be- behind your back and sneak around behind you, just be like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited! I'm meeting your friends tonight um, for dinner. I can't wait to connect with them more meaningfully." Um, thank you so much for the introduction. Yeah, how much how great will that feel versus like you finding out, you know, that they lied to you? This right, happened right, to my right, girlfriend right. once, and she made connections for her friends and it really scarred her cuz we had this deep conversation about this idea of being generously um this idea of generously connecting your friends together and she was like well I've done that so many times and I got burned. Yeah. You know, and I got lied to and they went behind my back and I just felt really shitty so I stopped doing that and I said they're not the right friends for you. Right. Um and she was like you're absolutely right. I'm like when you find the right tribe they will honor you, mm-hmm. but they will also. But you will honor them too by saying, "Hey, it's not all about me." Right? You, you got to take the ego. You got to take the ego out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly.
0: So there's one point I want to make, and then I want to ask you one last question before we maybe uh, just talk about where where we can find the book and where we can sure. find you. The one point I want to make, or just highlight from what you said, um, was to courageously show up. And I think you know one thing I would add to that that you were you know, alluding to and, and kind of going around was, like, wherever, every single situation, like, everywhere, like, be there. You know, right. like, if you're at dinner with your significant other, like, put the phone on.
1: Exactly. One. If
0: you're at work, like, get off Facebook. Like, right. just, just work when it's time to work. Right, Like, right. go to dinner when it's time to go to dinner. Sleep when it's time to sleep. Exactly. Like, just be wherever your feet are. And that's something that I've struggled with, but I think is just, like, really important because the present moment, that's, that's where... That's where everything's happening. Nothing's happening in the past or in the future. It's I all love right
1: now. that. Be wherever your feet yeah. are. Yeah, I love that.
0: And um, you know, the one last question I really want to dive in from you is that I'm really interested. Like, how do you make a really difficult decision?
1: You know, um, it's your gut. Mm. That's it. And I like, think do it you write it so, out or do you? You know, the more you deliberate, mm. the more confused you get. Yeah, but you know. You know mm. when you you'll always know yeah. when it's right or not. Yeah, and I think that we we're so in our heads and not in our hearts. Mm. And I always I told so many friends this like get out of your head, get into your heart. Stop thinking, start feeling. Yeah, right. Stop thinking, start feeling. So making difficult decisions are less about thinking and it's more about feeling. Yeah, you know, Love and I and I think that's really been my best compass and. Every time I've made a bad decision, when I've taken on terrible investors, for example, and I had a hostile takeover mm-hmm. of one of my businesses, or I hired the wrong team, it's because I talked myself into it, mm. but I, I had not felt it from the beginning. Got it. And I should have just been like Rada, like you felt it. Right. Why did you Why did you talk yourself into it? Mm. Um, just because their CV or whatever checked out, you know? Yeah. It's just about you know if someone's gonna be right culture fit. You know feel. Yeah, and I think that we don't trust ourselves enough. But mm. we're animals. Our if right. we can actually activate all five of our senses, I call it in my book your FSFs. Yeah. Five sense friends. Yeah. Right. Right now we're two cents. We're on our phone, so we're eyes and ears. We can see and we can hear. Yeah. But we're not touching, tasting and feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and so it's 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 one of those things where um Touching, tasting, and smelling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> I was trying to think yeah, like, yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, touching, tasting, and smelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, But I think it's like I can sniff out a jerk. Right, a mile away yeah, yeah, yeah. but talk myself into being like oh but he's so cute he's so <laughs> you know he's so smart Right. but yep. he's an asshole right. you know what I mean so yeah, it's like yeah. but so women do this all the time when it comes to romance Yeah. men do this all the time when it comes to you know business I mean I say I'm, I'm being so stereotypical right now but like yeah, I hear you. you know women do this too I've done it a million times where I picked the wrong business partner because right. I thought you know this man knew what he was talking about and whatever and I'm just like women only from now on right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm like almost not even kidding um, but, but it's, you know, it's really time for us to get back to our animal instincts Yeah, and really connect to our, our, our heart space and our energetic space as, as, as hokey as that sounds. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's like the big question comes up and you're like, you know, in your, in your stomach, but then it's yeah. like, all right, let me read 12 books about making decisions exactly. and call 55 That's people. That's it. That's it. And then it's like, oh shit. Now, like, you know, of those 55 half not them told it. me to do one thing, half not them told me to do the other. Right. It's like, I don't even know. And they brought up all these different points. It's like, you knew what you wanted to do, whether it's right or wrong, like it might end up and being a thing. bad decision or whatever. You might regret it or, but at least you went with your, your instinct. Exactly. You know?
1: Exactly. I and like and I, th- yeah. And I think you, obviously your instinct can be, can be honed over time. You know, for me at 39 now, it's very different. Than making decisions when I'm 29. Yeah. You know, I I have a lot. I'm much more seasoned. I've fell on my face so many more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I've licked my wounds. You know, a million more times now. Um, so I can make decisions with a lot more clarity. Yeah, I think before it's nice to have mentors that you trust around you to really help you make decisions. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day you'll know. Right. You know, is it time to stay? Is it time to go? Is it time to chart my own path? Is it time to, is it time to double down on my current job? Is it time to, um, start a family? Whatever it may be, is this person that I'm with the right person to be with? You know. You just know. Right. And, and, and sometimes, you know, with with my fiance, you know, he's he's 12 years younger than me. Yeah. So it took me six months or seven months to really know. Yeah. If, if it wasn't just me being ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, You know? And, and, um, and, but I gave it time. Mm-hmm. I didn't make a brash decision, which right. we often do today. We have very knee jerk reactions about everything in life. Right. Um, either this person is terrible or, or they're not. We live in a very polarized political climate yeah. as well. So everyone's just like angry or not angry or inflamed <laughs> or, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think patience is also a beautiful, a beautiful virtue in, in making tough decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah. love it. Well, I know we're, we're about at time here. You've been generous with your time. I'm so glad that I got to meet you. Maybe we can just wrap this up by letting everyone know where we can find Belong, the book, where we can find all of the different companies and ideas you're working on, and then where we can find you on social media and, and anything else maybe you got cooking.
1: Yeah, totally. So my book you can find, um, you can check out belongbook.com um, that you can find all the information about why I wrote the book, what the book is about. Yep. Um, Daybreaker.com is where you can sign up for our, our morning dance parties. I'd love to see you on the dance floor sometime and really shake your booty. Um, and then you can find me at love.rada on Instagram. L-O-V-E dot R-A-D-H-A.
0: Awesome. And as always, all of that will be in the show notes. Um, and you'll be able to find all of that there. But thank you so much for, for coming on. I had a great conversation. Love the book. People, do me a favor. Do me a favor as part of the community and check out the book because it was it, it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to that episode. Really hope you liked it. Uh, If you did, if you found any value, wherever you're listening to this, uh, please head on over uh, and give it a five-star rating. Subscribe, review, whether it's on the iTunes app, whether it's on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, if it's there. Um, Really appreciate you. You can find me, at tomalamo.com, T-O-M-A-L-A-I-M-O.com for the blog, all the show notes, and Tommy Tahoe uh, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Find me on Facebook. I'm everywhere. So thanks so much. Grateful for you. Have a great week.